You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome, my lovely friends, to another episode. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. I am so glad that you are joining me today for this exciting topic about censorship. This is a topic that I have become very passionate about the past few years as more censorship has been rolling out uh, more aggressively to the natural health community. And it really is become something the past year that is unprecedented. It's something that we never thought would happen at at this rate and this degree, I think, in the United States of America that is all about freedom, all about freedom of speech. And now we are getting that taken away from us at a staggering rate that is very concerning and very disturbing. Uh, it literally goes against everything that this country was founded on. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. And when we don't have that, are we really... America anymore? I don't know. I don't know what we are. We're some totalitarian, you know, corporate communist country, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and that's basically, I mean, if you've read the book 1984 or Brave New World, those were both books that were required for school and high school. And if you remember anything about them, or maybe you go get the cliff notes, basically what is happening now in our society and across the world is very similar to what is written about in those books. Now, are they are the the people in charge using those books as uh, like a playbook? I don't know, but those books are science. We're supposed to be science fiction, and are quite scary, right? And we don't want that to be our world. That is not the free world that I want to live in, or I want any human to live in, right? So this has been coming for a number of years now. It's not just, you know, because of the whole COVID world. The attack on natural health has been coming for a long time. Um, and, you know, ultimately, when we look at censorship, you know, no matter what that subject matter is, the reason is, of course, of is control, right? Control of what they want us to believe, control over how they want to, to act, what we buy, whatever it is, is control of our minds, and when it comes to the holistic health, natural health, whatever, censorship, this is because basically of the monopoly that is modern medicine. It has become very monopolistic and they want even more control and they, to, to own even more of, to make even more money. I mean, it's always, that's what it is. I mean, Big Pharma has become a steamrolling industry that is the largest of any industry in the whole world is big pharma big pharma has more lobbyists in our uh in washington dc over all over other industry industries they pay 70 percent of the advertising resident revenue for big mainstream media and they are gigantic and they've taken over everything so but censorship of natural health is not something new in today's world. 
It has been happening for centuries, actually. I would say that the difference now is the method for which they can censor, right? With with the technology age, I believe it's becoming increasingly easier to censor and ban certain people because of the internet and how people communicate these days and share information. So I think it's just the method for which censorship is happening. And, and in that way, it might make it easier to censor because if you're trying to manipulate people's minds, let's let's say hypothetically without the internet, then you would have to do it through newspaper articles and things like that. And that could be slower to, to take hold. Um, but now it's... But and that also makes it more, I think, because of the technology, it probably makes it more obvious, I think, <laughs> to to most people of like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So I'm just going to give a brief little history, a little, a few historical <laughs> um, highlights as far as the natural health censorship goes. And like I said, this goes back centuries. Uh, allopathic medicine, I, I suppose has tried and for the most part been successful in creating that monopoly I was talking about. In the 1500s, in England, the first attempt to control people um, with trying to heal naturally was done with the Act of 1511, which was signed into law by King Henry VIII. And this made it an offense to practice as a physician or perform any type of surgery without being approved by a panel of, quote, experts. Now, a little background on what type of physicians there were at that time. There were basically two types of physicians. There were physicians that catered to the uber-wealthy, the kings, queens, elites, aristocrats, um, and then there were physicians who tended to the poor, now, oddly enough, the physicians who attended the rich usually did really, really insane procedures or things that we consider insane nowadays, which would be bloodletting, leeches. Uh, they would put people's heads in a bucket and then beat on it to supposedly get rid of headaches. Now, let me tell you, if I have a headache or a migraine, the last thing I want is somebody beating (laughs) on something, anything, especially around my head. It's not going to make my headache better. It's going to make it worse. Anyways, so those were the kind of things that the physicians for the rich people did. Now, alternatively, the poor people's physicians would do things like recommend nutrition, certain foods, herbs, going outside, these kind of things, things that that didn't cost a lot of money. So over the next couple decades, the health of the poor deteriorated like crazy. And there was widespread suffering in England. And eventually, King Henry VIII was forced to enact the Quacks Charter of 1542. This exempted the, quote, unauthorized practitioners and allowed them to continue helping um, to helping heal people. Uh, so that was kind of the beginning. Now, over the next couple centuries, there were other things. Um, 
that happened, the formation of different, you know, quote, societies, or uh, there was the Society of Apothecaries that was formed in 1617. And then in America, we have the American Medical Association that formed. A lot of these were in, in hopes of, you know, kind of monopolizing and uh, controlling, I guess, of what was being taught. Now, in theory, that that could sound like a good thing, right? And a lot, and sometimes these things are formed with good intentions, but over time they get corrupted. We all know that. So um, I spoke in an earlier podcast about John D. Rockefeller, and I'll briefly just describe that. And, and this was really the most insane the most insane thing I think that I learned about when it comes to the medical control, and that is the the establishment of our current medical paradigm and the relationship with John D. Rockefeller and all that. So he's basically like the founder of modern medicine because he was standard oil guy, right? He had he was one of the if not he was the wealthiest man in the world at that time. And his, some scientists were starting to discover that they could use, you could use petrochemicals, petro oil, to create petrochemicals and use them as, you know, quote, drugs, pharmaceuticals and whatnot. So basically what he, in a nutshell, he went to all of the medical establishments of the time in the early 1900s and told them, if you do not follow the curriculum that I want, which is teaching about pharmaceutical drugs and these petrochemicals, then I will basically shut you down. I will not give any funding and you will go out of business. Now, about 50% of the universities, medical universities at that time and hospitals all closed because of him. And hence we have now the current medical system that has been over 100 years old with this curriculum that they're teaching, which is all pharmaceuticals. They don't teach them anything else. They just seek to teach them pharmaceuticals. They have nothing on nutrition. They have nothing on lifestyle. And our country is getting sicker and sicker and sicker by the day, by the day. And no one is telling them, hey, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Hey, this is bad for you. Hey, maybe you should go outside. Maybe you should exercise. Maybe you should get off the couch. I mean, the list could go on, right? So that's a little bit of that. Um, and now with the censorship that we have going on with holistic doctors. Uh, one of the most well-known doctors, I think, in the natural health holistic community, and one of the first ones that I ever learned about, and also my husband, is Dr. Mercola. He is absolutely phenomenal in this uh, the healthcare, the holistic health world, and he has been banned and censored for years now. He's one of the main ones, I think, that I ever learned about being censored on. Um, his websites have been downranked. If you search different, if you try to search for him or certain keywords, it can be difficult. Um, and on the other side, you know, WebMD and all this crap is like the first thing that comes up. And what do they show is like, oh, here's the different drugs that you can take for that ailment, right? So he's been censored for years. Of course, they's, they've ramped it up um, like the rest of them. And, and also, I mean, over the last decade, you can, you can search all of the dozens of natural health doctors who have mysteriously and supposedly committed suicide, which, you know, if you actually look into it, it's, it seems a little suspect, right? 
Um, now, a few years ago, Google began censoring basically all non-mainstream health websites, any that had, you know, kind of considerable uh, traction on their websites. Like I said, Dr. Mercola, um, any of these bigger, these big, big name doctors. But now they've been, they've been going after smaller ones as well. And like I said, they are making it more difficult to search for this information. They're not showing the information that the users are typing in or even searching for or even want to see. So like you can't even find it. And these doctors are being, and doctors and, and, and coaches and nutritionists and all these people are being uh, deplatformed. They're being downranked as far as when, whenever you search for them on these uh, different Google or uh, Yahoo or whatever, and their ads are being blocked. All of this, they're saying, is because of, quote, health fraud. That's what they put it under, like, oh, we're doing this because of health fraud. However, it seems like it's more about, you know, protecting big pharma status quo than it is about health fraud. Last year, Wikipedia joined the ranks of major censor source when they blocked, or I guess locked, certain pages from being edited. Which, if you understand anything about Wikipedia, is the exact opposite of what and how Wikipedia is supposed to work. Wikipedia is supposed to be open website where people can go in and edit pages, right? But no, 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 no. They, they didn't want that. They didn't want certain things changed. So... They locked certain pages that they didn't want edited. And what were those certain pages? Wouldn't you have it? Natural health pages, traditional Chinese medicine, chiropractic care, homeopathy, naturopathy, functional medicine, several other ones. Many of those pages had added sentences saying that those modalities were, quote, quackery and also, quote, had no scientific studies. Which is complete lies. Besides the fact that many of these things have been used for thousands of years, there are actually thousands of studies showing their efficacy. If one would just take the time to look. Those studies are out there. On mainstream you know, medical journals, there's tons of studies on different traditional Chinese medicine, healing herbs. I mean, think about just like curcumin, like turmeric. How many studies are done on that? Tons! That would be considered holistic medicine. But instead, they would rather synthesize these things and herbs and then try to sell them for you know thousands of dollars because, as we've said, and as we know, nature can't be, be patented. You can't make money off of nature. You can't make money off of cumin. You can't do, you, you can't get the funding to even do a lot of some, some of the bigger studies. I mean, like I said, some there, there are lots of studies on these things, but they're not going to put in you know, $900 million to do some crazy study because what are they going to get out of it? What is a big farmer going to get out of it in the end? They need to be able to synthesize it and patent it and make it unique. So it has to be a pharmaceutical drug. Another good example, the curcumin is a good one, but vitamin high doses of vitamin C. There are, you can search right now, studies on vitamin C being used for cancer treatment, uh, a whole plethora of different diseases. But, again, they're not going to do a giant 
$900 million study on it and then start giving it in a hospital setting because they can't bill insurance high enough for that to make a profit. You know, the big money makers are things like open heart surgery or chemo. That's where these hospitals make their big money. That's where pharmaceutical companies make their big money by selling heart disease, heart issue, um, pacemakers, all the pills that go along with heart disease and certainly cancer. Um, and that's where they make their money. So it's no surprise, but it is disturbing at the same time. And now the most recent thing that has happened that has really disturbed me is Pinterest, which I had somebody comment about this the other day in that they thought that maybe Pinterest was exempt from the censorship because censorship on Facebook and Instagram has been rampant the past couple years, super intense. And that was kind of not understood, but expected, I guess. But because Facebook is, as we know, is pretty evil. Um, (laughs) So we're not surprised that they would be doing that. Right. But then Pinterest is not owned by them. So why would we have thought that Pinterest was going to be so evil? But apparently they are. Now, I don't know if the government got to them, they were paid, you know, there's all these things behind closed doors that we don't know, perhaps could be why this has happened. But recently on Pinterest, if you search natural remedies for the flu, then a little pop-up comes up and I will read it to you. Now, Since the first time this happened, which was three weeks ago, so on October 8th, I looked into this myself, and at that time, this is what it said. It said, pins about this topic often violate our community guidelines, which prohibit harmful medical misinformation. Because of this, we've limited search results to pins from internationally recognized health organizations. If you're looking for medical advice, please contact a health provider. And then below it, I have a screenshot of this. So this is on October 8th. I took this this screenshot and I looked at this, right? And below, the only things that would come up were freaking vaccines. It was all about vaccines from, you know, stupid World Health Organization and all of these cor- corrupt, two super corrupt, uh, you know, quote, organizations. Uh, but interesting enough... I just searched it as we are talking right now, and they have changed it a little bit. So now, if you look natural, if you look up natural remedies for flu on Pinterest, I just tried it on my computer and my phone, and they've changed the words a little bit. Now it says, pins about this topic often violate our community guidelines, which prohibit harmful medical misinformation. In some cases, we may choose not to show any search results for this topic at all. If you see any content that you believe violates Pinterest's guidelines, please report it to us. Our policies and enforcement guidelines are informed by internationally recognized institutions, including the CDC, the WHO, and the AAP. That's how I feel about that. And then it says, if you're looking for medical advice, please contact a healthcare provider. And then below, they actually have the links you know, the pins from different things. So I don't know if they got a lot of backlash from that. I don't know what happened. I would love to know any details. Uh, If you know anything about this, please message me. I would love to know the juicy gossip because I see here there's natural remedies for cold and flu. 
15 things to do when you have the flu. Heck, I have written an article on my blog about colds and flus and how to keep them away kind of thing (laughs) because, hello, there's ways to enhance your body and your immune system, duh. Oh my gosh, it makes me so upset. But, But I am really happy to see that this has slightly changed. Again, just a couple weeks ago, all you couldn't find any of these pins and they were only showing the pins from these you know ridiculous organizations so again i guess they i guess maybe they got enough backlash from it and now that has changed yeah here's some stuff about ashwagandha which is amazing and been used for thousands of years so moral of this is i think people don't realize the power that they have when it comes to changing the world for the better and with the censorship and everything that's been happening you know if people would just band together right because yes if it's just one person you can't do that much but if it's lots of one peoples (laughs) if it's all of us together that is how we make true change so when these things are happening Share it, you know, share it with others, share what Pinterest is doing, tag them in it, tag how ridiculous it is. I, I did that when this came out, I tagged Pinterest, I posted a screenshot of it and I tagged them and said how upset I was, you know, I said, I literally said at Pinterest, this is on Instagram, I am sick of your medical misinformation. I'm sick of your medical misinformation because they were saying, you know, uh, this you know, goes against our community guidelines. I'm sorry, you're the one sharing the medical misinformation here, saying that vaccines are the only thing that can protect you against the flu. How absurd is that? We all know that that's absurd. That's absurd. First off, the flu vaccine is one of the worst vaccines that we have because there are so there are hundreds of flu va- flu strains, and they only for the flu vaccine it only covers one or two of those strains. So it's like Russian roulette, you know, it's like a total shot in the dark, just throwing paint at a wall. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe this will be for the one. I mean, how many people do you know that that have the flu, that have gotten the flu and had the flu shot? And the the problem with a lot of these things is too. Is now I'm just going to go on a little rant is that when people get these jabs, they think it's a magic cloak and they can do whatever they want. No, you still need to try to take care of your body. Nobody's addressing that. You know, it's like the elephant in the room. If you want to get this flu shot, that's fine. But do other things as well. Try to keep your immunity up. You know, make sure you have enough, you have vitamin D and vitamins, enough vitamin C. You're eating lots of fruits and vegetables. You're eating healthy. You're getting outside. You're exercising. You still have to put in the work. It is not a magical cloak. You're not Harry Potter. You know, you're not Superman. And we have to put in a little bit of effort here. Modern medicine is wonderful for acute situations. It is great if you break your leg. If I break my leg, I don't want to go get acupuncture. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I mean, maybe it would, but it might take like three years. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't try that for that. But there might be some other remedies. I don't know. But I would rather just go to the ER for that, right? But when it comes to chronic disease or illnesses like the colds, like colds and flus and things like that, we have got to nourish our body from the inside out and from the outside in. I mean, because like like I've always said, 
is not just what you eat. It's what you're watching. It's what you're thinking. It's what you're listening to. You know, it's the people you surround yourself with, the energy that they give out, you know, making sure that you're limiting those toxic relationships and setting boundaries for yourself Uh, and exercising and being outside. I think being outside is like, like my number one thing. It is so nourishing to my soul. I am sitting outside right now as I record. This is my favorite place to record now is on my porch. And I dread the day when it's really cold. I do have a little blanket on my lap right now, but I don't know when it's the dead of winter. Am I going to be able to sit out here? Probably not. Um, but I will, I will try as long as I can. I, the sun is, is all over my body right now. It's filtering through the trees and it's just so magical, you know, and these things are very nourishing and they're very healing. And the medical establishment, the current medical establishment that we have does not acknowledge these things. They don't acknowledge the true ways to heal and nourish your body and the true ways to protect yourself, right? And now they are trying to censor those things even more so you are even more reliant on the system. You're reliant on them. You're reliant to keep them afloat by helping them make more and more money. So moral of this is speak out. Um, the censorship is is intense and it's not about to stop anytime soon, I don't believe, unfortunately. But just try to keep well informed of what's going on. And I think in the end that light will prevail. I truly do believe that. And we just have to keep, keep, you know, keep on keeping on fighting the good fight. And this is good versus evil. It really is. Uh, there's not really any gray area to that anymore. Um, I used to kind of think that maybe there was. And I don't believe that anymore. I do believe that it is it's pretty black and white. It's pretty much good versus evil. But I do think that good will prevail. So I hope that you learned something from this. And I hope it inspired you uh, and didn't make you too upset about the crazy world that we live in. But, you know, I mean, I think just talking about the history of the history of the censorship and, you know, these are things that have been happening. So it's it's not something totally brand new, which does make you feel a little better, I guess, <laughs> you know, or maybe that makes you feel worse. I don't know. Um, but I think that I think that we're in a good place now and people are are fighting back against this, fighting back against the tyranny, fighting back against the censorship and these giant corporations that have are in cahoots with our government our government is in cahoots with them vice versa but um yeah we're gonna be good to go so i hope you enjoyed that um the next episode i'm thinking of doing an episode on uh animal experimentation because of the most recent uh, news that has come out regarding the beagles being experimented on under Fauci's watch and um, the NIH funding, the debarking of the beagle puppies, and then letting them be eaten alive by sand gnats, which is pretty messed up. But, you know, I'm glad to see that people are really upset about this. But at the same time, animal experimentation has been going on a really, really long time. And... There's a lot to be said about that because there is a lot of misinformation about that. Um, 
basically, you know, for the past couple of decades, the the medical world there's there's plenty of data showing that experimenting on animals does not translate at all into humans. You know, we're rats are not tiny versions of humans. Okay, um, but the amount of animals that are experimented on worldwide is 115 million animals per year are used in the biomedical industry. So anyways, I'm going to do an episode about this because it's something I'm very passionate about. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people want to put their heads in the sand about these kind of subjects. And I totally, I totally get that. But at the same time, you know, for these things to stop, it doesn't make it stop. Pretending that it's not happening doesn't make it stop. But once you become aware of it, you know, we have to voice, we have to voice our opinion because the people who are in charge right now are not working in our best interest or the best interest of these animals. And the only way to help them is to, to be educated about it so that we can make better choices and make better and demand for change. Right. So I think that's going to be the next episode. Um, I do have a few guests that I'm trying to get lined up, but this is such a busy time of the year for everyone. And I totally get that. Um, but we'll see. So I hope you have a fabulous Halloween. It's almost Halloween. And as always, I appreciate you so much and your beautiful, beautiful soul and the light that this world needs. And until next time, peace and plants. Peace.